The Mishnah in Ovis says as follows. Any machlekes, which is for the sake of heaven, l'shem shemayim, seifel eskayim, is going to last. A machlekes, an argument that is not l'shem shemayim, that is not for the sake of heaven, ain't seifel eskayim, it is not going to last. What is an example of a argument that is l'shem shemayim? That's a machlekes, hill and shamay. Hill and shamay were the great sages, the, you know, the classic are arguing sages. They argued, you know, there was so many arguments between them. But that was L'shem Shemayim was for the sake of heaven. So that lasts. Listen, you know, we, we, we learn in the Gemara all the time what Shami held, what Hillel held. It's Seifel Eskayim. But uh, what's a Machlikish that's not L'shem Shemayim? That is the Machlikish of Kairach Va'adasai. Kairach and his congregation is a Machlikish that is not for the sake of heaven. So the Ksav Seifer, Rabbi Ben Yaman Seifer, the Ksav Seifer's son, Asks, he said, it's not comparable. He said, in the beginning, we say, um, in the beginning, we say Hill and Shama. We say the two, the two people that are arguing, the two counterparts, right? You know, you have you have, you have Hill versus Shama. But when we get to Kairach, we should have said Kairach and Moshe. We say no, Kairach and his congregation. What does it? Why? Why do we change? We should say Kairach and Moshe. That is the Ksav Sefer's question. Ksav Sefer gives a beautiful answer, and I'll just uh, paraphrase a little bit with a little bit of, uh, of, of, of knowledge. It's actually a little bit. I don't know if your wife was by the, uh, was by the, by, by the event, the call event. Okay, fine. So, yeah. Basically, the Rabbi Yenna says that if, when a person's going after his own, if when a person is selfish, he, or he's going after his own desires, his own wants, He's behecher, he must be a nifrad, separate. He must be a separate individual from other people. He's an individual, he's not a group. He doesn't, he's not part of a group. He must, must be a nifrad, he must be separate. Um, and, and the reason is because, well, listen, you know, if me and you are together, let's say we have a group of people and, you know, they're all going after their own wants, so let's say I know, you know, we're going on a Chalmai trip, right? So, uh, you know, one kid wants to go to... Uh, you know, Six Flags. The other, you know, one, the parents want to stay home, obviously. Um, the other kid wants to go bowling. You know, they, so it just doesn't end up going anywhere because even though we all want to go on a home trip, but we're all going for ourselves, really. And we all want to go where we want to go. And this happened, and this, and this is even, you know, when you have a business partner, right? So, you know, you have two, two people working in a business and business partnerships, a lot of times they fall apart because at the end of the day, I'm making money for myself. You're making money for you. The second that comes into a clash, it falls apart. However, when you have people that are, that their goal is to serve Hashem, so even if they could be arguing, you know, you ever see people in the base Medrash, I, you know, my, my Rosh was Rosh Shmuel Kamenetsky or Bal Yisvei, right? You know, they say, I wasn't there when this happened, but they say that you can hear them fighting and fighting and screaming at each other about a Pshan and a Gemara, and they were best of friends, right? <clears throat> I mean, Rosh Shmuel by Bal Levaya, you know, he didn't, he was crying for, 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 for day, you know, for, he just couldn't couldn't get over it. it was his, it was his best friend. It was his, it, it, it was it was closer than a relative, and um, so so the reason for that is is that because at the end of the day the goal is the same. So that unites us. So even though we happen to now be on different sides of the fence, but the end goal is what unites us. So a uh, mushal a parable for that would be you know we could have uh, two people going on the same highway. What's that highway that you get to Chicago and Memphis? What's that that highway? Yeah, the 55, right? So we're both going on the 55, and we're together right now. But I'm going to Memphis, and you're going to Chicago. So I, we happen to physically be together, but in reality, we're not really, because we're not going to end up that way. 
Whereas you can have someone coming from California and someone coming from Baltimore and they're both going to St. Louis. In a way, they are more together and there is more connection between them because of their end goal. And actually, I did a quick research, very short research, but um, something that almost every, everyone um, who gives their little tidbits online about how to have good partnerships in business, they always say to have common goals. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're selfish, you're never going to be able to have a real common goal because at the end of the day, I'm just doing it for myself. So that is the idea over here. So getting back to our Mishnah, so we said why does, by, by, when it says by Hillel and Shammai, it says the argument between Hillel and Shammai is going to last. And it talked about Karach and Adasa, and it says it's not going to last. So it so the, says the Ksav Sefer that the reference is Karach and themselves had different agendas. Karach wanted to be a Nasi, right? He wanted to be the prince. Um, Das and Vavirim just wanted to fight with Moshe Rabbeinu like they always did. The 250 Nisiyan, they wanted their own thing. They wanted their, to get close to Hashem, whatever. They wanted their own thing. Everyone had their own d- different agendas and therefore it's never going to last. And that's the Mishnah is coming to hint us. The reason why the Mishnah didn't say Moshe Rabbeinu and Kairach, it didn't say the two sides. That was the question. Is Why doesn't it say Moshe and Kairach? It's coming to hint you the reason why it's not going to last is because if there's Shalai L'shem Shemayim there, then everything just, just disintegrates. Because you see, Karach and his group in itself had so much infighting in what the purpose was, and therefore it collapsed. The second, therefore it collapsed, it didn't last. And that is the reason, um, that is the reason given for the Mishnah. Um, and I think this is a pretty um, standard Tarot, this is a famous Tarot. So I want to see, perhaps we could, we could um, see if we can come with a different shot, maybe. But, I, but this is, a, this is a, a nice shot. Now, I wanted to go to a different question, perhaps. And this is a very, a very bothersome question. If you read in the parsha over here, where this is, Tazayin, So in the middle of the fight, right? Here, Hashem told Moshe Aaron, separate from the Ada, and I'm going to kill them out. I'm going to wipe them out. I'm going to wipe out Karach's congregation. They're, they're, they're gone. They're out. And um, so the Moshe Rabbeinu Davin, don't, don't, don't hurt Klai Yisrael with this. Okay. And he said, and Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, tell everybody to get out of, don't get anywhere near Karach Vadasai. Don't get anywhere. Get, get, get yourself out of, this, uh, out of this area. Very nice. Lift yourselves up. Don't, 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 don't get anywhere near them. Don't, don't, don't come anywhere close to them. So that itself needs an explanation. Why is it so? Like, who cares? And Hashem is very precise. Hashem can kill people, you know, if they need to die. He can kill this person and not the person next to them. We saw by Makas Pacheres, you know, the Mitzrayim hid in the Yidin's houses. He killed the Mitzrayim. He didn't kill the Yidin, right? He's very good. He's very precise, right? So he doesn't need, so that, that itself needs, a, and hopefully we'll get to but then all of a sudden you have a pasuk that comes in the middle of nowhere. Moshe went, and he went to Das and Vaviram, and all the Zikni Yisrael went to him. And then he went and told them, Get, stay away from Karach. So this pasuk, Moshe went to Das and Vaviram, it doesn't, it's, it, it's out of place. What do you mean? Why did he go to Das and Vaviram for? They're about to get wiped out. So Rashi on the page asks, the, really is bothered by the question, and he said, Kosovor panim also. Moshe Rabbeinu tried to go to them to get them like, listen, you know, I'm going over to you and I'm trying to, you know, um, um, say that, listen, let's make peace. I'm, I'm going to try to say, let's make peace. Hopefully they'll listen to me and they won't get wiped out. And they didn't listen to him and then the story continues. Okay, very nice. So the, the yeah.
Why did he do that? What What's Hashem just said? Exactly. So this is the craziest thing. What's Moshe like, doing? Don't go and eat. Hashem, I, yeah, Hashem told him. Hashem told him. Hashem told him, listen, they're getting wiped out. It's done. Tell everyone to stay away from them. And, you know, even if it wasn't including Moshe itself. Let's say maybe Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't included. Maybe Moshe Rabbeinu was allowed to go ask them for some reason. But why did he do it? He knows that Hashem's going to wipe them out. Hashem told them, they're gone. They're out. They're, they're, they, they fought with Hashem. They fought with Hashem. What's he fighting with them? And, and just to make the question even stronger, the Gemara says a fascinating thing from here. Right? The Gemara in Sanhedrin says like this. Um, where is this? Yeah. The, Chazal, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Daf Kuf Yud, says that we learn from here, Ein machzikin you're not allowed to strengthen an argument. From the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu went out of his way to try to calm down Dasan Vaviram, we see that you're not allowed to be machzik machlekes. You're not allowed to strengthen an argument. You're not allowed to be part of it. You can't, you can't, you can't take part in the argument. You, ha- you have to do your part to get rid of the machlekes and make peace. You can't, you can't be a, 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 a fight, a, a machlekes type of guy. You can't be a arguer. So it's, it's, a, it's a pella. It doesn't look, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bomb question. What, what's going on? What are you talking about? Hashem already told them that, that, that they're dead. They're gone. Hashem, Hashem told them. Get it, stay away from them. Tell everyone to stay away from them. They're done. Right? You, you, Moshe Rabbeinu is right. Right? There's no question. He heard. Hashem told him. Moshe Rabbeinu, you're right. There's no argument anymore. There's nothing like... It sounds like from the Gemara, if Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't have gone, it's even more than that. The Gemara sounds like if Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't have gone to them, he would have been over this Isser. He would have transgressed this, this, this Avera of keeping, uh, keeping an argument going. What is going on? What is going on? It's a bomb question. So, so the altar from Slabotka answers this question by saying, you see how much we have to stay away from argument. You see how much we have to stay away from argument. And, and because even if there's the slightest possibility that somehow something's going to work out, you have to do whatever you can to stay away from it. That's the altar from Slabotka saying. He's, even though Hashem told him already he's going to wipe him out, but maybe somehow I can get them to do tshuva and whatever, rescind the decree somehow. You have to do whatever you can. So even if you're 100% right, right? You're 100%, Moshe Rabbeinu was 100% right. Hashem told him, right? You know, it was line one, you know? Uh, uh, yeah, you're right, Moshe Rabbeinu. It's it, right? It's over. Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu was 100% right? Still. <clears throat> Still. Still. So this is what the, this is the altar from Slabatka suggests. <clears throat> okay. However, however, so even, even though this is a, a Gishmak Pshat, it seems a little bit interesting still to me because Hashem still told them, you know, just you know, stay stay away from him, stay away, stay away from the from 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 from, from Mishkan Kerch. Hashem really, really 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 told them that you know you got to stay. They're done. Hashem told them what's going to happen. That <clears throat> that's the question. So perhaps we can maybe try to give another answer. Okay, I'm going to try. I think uh, the. <clears throat> In the Psukim over here, it says like this. Keep talking. I'm just yeah. going to get it. Yeah, no problem. Are you going to hold it? Yeah, very smart. Okay, so in, 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 in Perak Tezayin, Pasuk Lamed Base. Right? 
It says, "Vatiftach ha'arz is pia, vativla oisam vespotein veskol adam asher lekarach veskol aruchosh." And the the land opened up and swallowed the entire congregation of Karach, anyone that was on Karach's side, and all their houses, and all their and all their houses, and everybody, and everyone that was that that that, that was with Karach. So. The Ibn Ezra and the Chizkuni, the Ibn Ezra and the Chizkuni say that it's coming to include even small children that were a Karach, that were with Karach. They also got swallowed up because of the Avera of Karach. So the question is, well, we know the little children, don't, they didn't do anything wrong, right? Even if they somehow took part in the argument, but they're, they're not a bar Einish. They, they, don't, they, don't get death, they, they don't get any death. So why did they get swallowed up? So Reb Chaim Shmulevitz famously answers, and he says, Machloik is, uh, you know, arguments are like a fire. And with a fire, whether you deserve it or not, you get burned. It's like a fire. It's something that's spread. It's a, 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 you know, I don't know if in your life you've ever been to any arguments, but if you've ever seen people argue in, in, in a, real, a real argument, we're talking a real arguments, not just whatever, you know, like you know, debating politics, right? But in a real, a, real, a real fight, right, the fight spreads. And even people that are nice people, all of a sudden, everything, you know, everything, everything's off the table. And it... You know, with inheritances, you know, chas You know, it's like people. People just turn into into different people, and it just spreads and it goes and it goes and it goes. So says Rambam Shmulev, it's that 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 in in that a machlekes is a powerful spiritual force. I mean, you see, you know, the fact that it has this powerful spiritual force, and it's something that's so powerful that it just destroys. It's complete destruction. <clears throat> so, and that destruction. Extended even to the children, even though they didn't necessarily deserve it. And you know, when they come to Hashem, it's not, it's not like they got punished. You know, they, they were in the wrong place, maybe at the wrong time. But at the end of the day, just like if a person sticks his hand in the fire, he gets burned, whether he deserved it or not. You know, he stuck his hand in the fire. So the, if a person is involved in a spiritual fire, fire, even if he doesn't deserve it, he will also get burned. So <clears throat> perhaps, perhaps, yeah, what, what, what's bothering you? You know, you earlier said that uh, Hashem could be very precise. 100%. And who he picks out. Yeah. That seems somewhat contradictory to being caught up in a fire. Right. So let me explain. So, so when. I mean, yeah. it was clearly meant that that was. that everyone was supposed to be part of that swallowing. Of course, it was met. But my point is, is as, as follows: You know, when 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 the house burns down, right? You know, if a person's in the house, he gets burned. Whether it, or a person touches fire, fire spreads, and you know, the person can get burned up. So what 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 Rabbi Shmuel is, is saying is not necessarily they deserve to. Die. When you have a punishment, so of course the punishment goes specifically out to who it's supposed to, and that's it, and done, over with, right? That punishment. But over here, it wasn't necessarily the punishment that was killing them. They were involved with this spiritual force, this powerful spiritual force called smachlikis, this destructive force. And just like we have physical forces in the world, there are spiritual forces also that are beyond our, you know, that are beyond our comprehension, but there's spiritual forces also in the world. And machlikis is a powerful argument, uh, you know, the, arg- uh, the concept of machlikis, of arguing, is a very, very powerful spiritual force, and that sweeps everything away. That's his point. So not necessarily were they being punished for something they did, but they got caught up just like as if a person, you know, there's a tragedy. Sometimes there's a tornado and people who don't, you know, 
it just it, it, they get swept up in it. That's how we understand in the physical world. So who so 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 too in a spiritual mitzvah um, it also would sweep them up. So yes, you're right. When we're dealing with punishments, Hashem, can you know this guy's going to get struck with lightning, and this guy's going to get eh, right right away, right right. This guy, this guy, yeah, this guy, no, this guy, yeah, this guy, no, hundred percent. But over here, when they were all involved with that spiritual um, with that spiritual destruction, destructive force, so that sort of um, wiped them away, and you know, it, as like a, it can t- you know, it spread and then, and it wiped them away because they were a part of it. Even if they didn't know. Okay. Um, does that make sense? Is, is that the way I said it? Yeah. Um, if that's the case, if that is the case, if we're going to say it like that, then perhaps we can understand. We can go back a little bit and understand a little bit more. So I asked you, why was it so important? It says, Right? I said, why, why did Yisrael have to go away from Karach? Right? Why did they have to go away from Karach? So the question, right, I said, that was my question, is that Hashem is very precise. So the answer is that over here we're not dealing with a necessarily a punishment. Even people that didn't deserve it died. So Hashem told Meishar Beinu, tell everyone to get away from them because otherwise they will be swept up in it. They will be swept up in it. They will be swept up in it. So the, the um, and, and, and that's the reason why Hashem told them to separate it. So perhaps, does that make sense so far? So to take this concept a little bit further, to take this concept a little bit further, perhaps that is what the Mishnah means when the Mishnah says, right, that that's not Lashem Shemayim is Kairach and his congregation. It doesn't say Moshe. Because Moshe did everything in his power not to be involved in that argument. If Moshe would have been involved in that argument, even if he wouldn't have deserved it, it could be, it would have affected him. Maybe he wouldn't, you know, his schlossim his and his merits would have saved him to some degree. But if he would have been part of it, it could have affected him negatively in a very severe way. Just like we see, like I said, you know, arguments affect people, you know, on our level. But even in Moshe Rabbeinu, on his level, what, obviously we don't understand, but it could have affected him in some way. So Moshe Rabbeinu did everything in his power to not be involved. So therefore, when the Mishnah says, who was the machlekes between, the argument between, well, it was Kairach and, well, and his congregation and nobody. Because Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't there, Right? And, and that's what you see. Which Pasuk is it? Um, where is it? Um, what does it say? Um, what does it say? Um, where is it? Where is it? Where is Yeah, over here in Pasuk Yud Aleph, it says, You're fighting with Hashem. You're not fighting with Aaron. So again, he was trying to take Aaron out of it. We're not involved. We're not involved. You're, you're, you're claiming that you're fighting with us. It has nothing to do with us. I did what Hashem told me. I'm not involved. I'm just listening to what Hashem has to say. I'm not the second side of this battle. And Aaron is not involved either. We're completely not part of it. So... To get back, so, to, so, so just to, to, to circle back to the question, I think the, the, most, the, the most, the hardest question to answer is what does this, the Gemara mean that, that Moshe Rabbeinu went to Dasan Aviram because otherwise that would be Mahsikin Biyad HaMachlekes. I think Moshe Rabbeinu's intent wasn't necessarily to save them. Moshe Rabbeinu was showing that I have no part in this argument. I have no part in this Machlekes. I have no part in this debate. 
It's not me. I'm going to you. I'm going to be friends. If we were part of a, a fight, I wouldn't be going to you. I would be fighting with you. I'm going to ask you to, to, to let's join. Let's make shalom. I have nothing. He's showing, he, he's showing that I have no part in this fight. And that's what the Gemara means. You see from here, you're not machzikin me out of machlekes. And I think the Gemara means, machzikin is, it means you don't aid an argument. So that means even if you're not the arguee or the arguer, right? Even if you're not either of the two sides, you're not the Democrat, you're not the Republican, you're not either side, you're, you're independent. But if you're aiding and abetting in some way and you're talking about it, you're spreading it, then you're already involved. And the amachlekes and the argument can affect you. And therefore the Torah says, don't do that. Get, do whatever you can to stay out of it. And that's when Moshe Rabbeinu got up and even though Hashem already told them that they're gonna be wiped out. And he knew that that's what was gonna happen. But he had to show, I am not part of it. It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with me. And that I think is the answer, is the answer why Moshe Rabbeinu did it. And, and, and um, despite the fact that there was already a nevuah, that they were going to, that they were going to, what do you call it again? That they were gonna get wiped out. Okay? So far, yeah. That is vart number one. Yeah, makes sense? Okay, good. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I didn't have a chance to look up all the psukim before the vart I had, but I didn't have a chance to look up all the psukim. I'll tell you, you know, since you're here, I, I you know, if we, maybe, yeah, oh, it's for everybody. But since, listen, you know, I'm giving, giving to you and for everyone who's here and all the people under the benches. Um, um, let's, let, I'll share with you what I'm going to speak in Mirza Shamba the Goda this week. A little bit, a little bit of what I'm going to say. One of, one of Kaira, what did Kairach say in the beginning? It's, it's in the first Aliyah, right? Madua tisnasu al Hashem. What Pasuk is this? What Pasuk is this? Um, what is it? Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Perak Tazayim, Pasuk Gimel. Umadua, he said, they gathered on Moshe and Aaron, they said to them, you, it's enough for you. Everyone is holy. And not only that, why are you lifting yourself? Not only is everyone holy and you're taking these great titles, you're the, you're the king and Aaron is the, is, is the Kayan Gadol, right? Not only that, but you're also raising yourself on the congregation of Hashem. What, what does it mean to raise yourself on the congregation? What is that additional question. So the Raghachar Vergoyim, the Tzafnas Paneos has a beautiful shot. The, tzaf, the Raghachar Vergoyim. Beautiful, um, brilliant answer, explanation for this. He says like this. He says there's an argument between Socrates and the Rambam. Right? And if we want to be, uh, you know, really an argument between Socrates and his congregation. I don't want to put the Rambam in that argument, but uh, no, the Rambam, um, it takes issue with what Socrates says. Socrates says a philosophy as follows. He says, you know, we know that a human being is higher level than an animal, right? He's a higher level than an animal. He has intellect, he has free choice, right? But a human being also does some things that an animal does. A human being eats, sleeps, you know, goes to the bathroom. I don't know, he does, he does everything. You know, he does whatever, he drinks, whatever, he does whatever an animal does. So... In those things that a human being does, the same as an animal, Socrates claimed that he was the same as an animal. When a person eats, a person is, it's like, he's just like an animal. He's doing an animalistic activity, so he's an animal now. In the things that, the, the common, um, the, the things that are common between an animal and a person, he is like an animal in those areas. 
obviously when it comes to his intellect, he's on a higher level, but when it comes to the things that he's like, that he, that he acts, that he does, and it thinks the same thing the animal does, he's the same thing as an animal. It was a famous thing that Napoleon used to say, he didn't want to sleep because he didn't want to be like everybody else. When he sleeps, he's like everybody else, right? That idea. So, um, um, the, the, um, the Rambam takes it, he gets very upset at this, and he says, no, it's 100% wrong. The Rambam says that when a person, since a person is an elevated being, everything he does is elevated. When a person eats, it's a person eating. It's not an animal eating, it's a person eating. When a person sleeps, it's a person sleeping. Right? When Napoleon sleeps, it's a Napoleon sleeping. It's a high, it's, everything is elevated to a higher level. Everything is elevated to a higher level. So, says the Ragach, however, this was the argument between Karach and, and this was the argument between Karach and Moshe. There's a, the Mishnah and Talmud says that there's one, you know, the Levim have their work, they sing and they open and close the gates and the Kahanim have their job, they bring the Karbanas. There's one thing that they have in common. They both watch over the Beis HaMikdash or the Mishkan. They both watch over it. But the Kahanim watch from an attic, from a second story, and the Levim watch from the ground. So Karach was getting all upset. Not only are you making yourselves greater than us and you bring the sacrifices and you're saying you're holier than us, but even in the things that were the same, even in the things that were the same, we both watched the Mishkan together, you're being misnasa, you're raising yourself above us. You're in an attic and we're on the floor. At least there let us all be equal. The one thing that we do the same, we're the same. Right? We're both the same. We're both watching the Mishkan. Why are we separate? So what's the answer? Why was Moshe Rabbeinu? Why is, it, why is Karach wrong? Karach was like, felt like Socrates. He held like Socrates, right? That, okay, so I understand that you're holier than me in some things, right? That already I complained about in the first part of my sentence, right? Okay, so you're more holy. You're a kind. But at least in the things that we do the same, we should be the same. The kind and the lady should be the same. We should be on the same level. But Moshe Rabbeinu held like the Rambam. No! Everything, since, um, since we're Kahanim, since the Kahanim are Kahanim, everything they do is elevated, and therefore they're raised even in the act that they share with the Levi. This is the, the, the toughness Paneas. Pshat in Madua Tesnasa, why are you raising yourself on the congregation of Hashem? Okay. So to make this a little more meaningful and to take this into our lives, I, 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 I want to... Um, <clears throat> Add a little bit of an appendix, an addendum. Right, append, addendum. Yeah, that's the right word, right? Um, history professor here, I have to be careful. Um, um, the, 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 there's a, one of the, I was in Detroit Yeshiva, and hands down, the most, I was in Detroit Yeshiva, and hands down, the most famous, the Varatera, that goes around, goes as follows. There was once a, a, a Balabas, a, a businessman, a lumber, a, a, who invested in lumber and made it. Quite a hunk of money, right? He became a millionaire. And he went to Rabbi Box, the Rashiv of Detroit, and he said as follows He said, From my making money, I understood this Mishnah in Perkei Elvis. The Mishnah says as follows Does the Mishnah say it over here? Anyone, call Isaac Vitera Lishma, anyone that, that, that learns Delves and Tyra for the sake of heaven, Zeichladvaram Harbe. He gets a lot of things, a lot of wonderful things, so many wonderful things, right? And not only those many things, also the entire world is worth it for him. And he's also a friend to Hashem, and he's beloved to Hashem. And oh, hold, settle, a whole, 
whole page, whole list of so many things that are wonderful. But it never got back to the original thing. It started off, wow, a person who, 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 who learns for the sake of heaven gets so many things. And not only that, he gets X, Y, and Z. And so many things. But it never got back to the original things. So what are those things? What is the Dvarim Harbe? What are the so many things? And why didn't the Mishnah talk about that? So says the, this, um, this Balabas, this businessman, he said, you know, I came to America, I had one dream. To become a millionaire, I'm going to become a millionaire. I'm going to become a millionaire. And I worked hard, and I invested, and I had Hatzlacha, and, lo- and Mazel, and the Rebbe Shalom helped me, and I became a millionaire. People ask me all the time, how does it feel? You know, you, you know a few years ago, you were penniless. How, how, how does it feel to be a millionaire? How can I answer that question? Everything is different. When I walk into the room, it's a millionaire walking into the room. When I sit down, I feel like I'm a millionaire sitting down. Everything about my life is different. When I'm eating, it's a millionaire eating. Everything about my life is different. Everything about my life is different. So said this, this person to, to, um, to, to Rabbi Box is that if this is true in a, a, a physical wealth that's temporary, certainly a Tamar Chacham who is so rich in the spiritual world and is connected to Hashem, Everything he does is different. When a Tamachachim comes into the room, it's a Tamachachim. He's walking. A, 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 a Torah sage is walking. A Torah scholar is walking. He's sitting down. He's walking. Everything he does is different. Everything he does is on an elevated plane. And that's the Dvarim Harbi. That's so many things. But, you, but, but the problem with this is, the reason why the Mishnah can't say it, because you can't know, just like I, you know, you asked me when I was penniless, what is it like to, be, to feel like a millionaire? I have no idea. I was never a millionaire. I don't know. Now that I'm a millionaire, I, I can't even describe it to you because you're not a millionaire, so you can't know. So a Tamachacham, the Mishnah can't explain it to you. The Mishnah, you know, the, the person who wrote the Mishnah was a Tamachacham, but not everyone who's reading the Mishnah is, right? So how's he supposed to explain it to them? You'll know if you're a Tamachacham, you'll know everything is different. Everything is elevated. Everything is on a higher level. In reality, we are all, the Kuzuri says that there's four, the Kuzuri um, says that everything um, there, we know there are four levels of, of creation, right? There's the daimim, the, like the rocks, the dirt, tsoimeach, which is the plant life, the vegetation. There's a chai, like an animal, and there's a medaber, there's a person who talks. The Kuzri says there's a fifth level, a yid. A Jew, a Jewish person is on a, is on a high level, is, in a, is, in a, is on a, the highest level because he's close to Hashem and he's... Spiritually, he's on a completely different plane. Even though maybe physically nothing may be different, but spiritually, he's on a completely different plane. And he has things, and we know there's Ein Mazal Yisrael. There's something called that, that even though there are certain Mazalais and certain things that, that could affect non-Jews, but, Yidin, but the Jewish nation is completely out of, the, out of the ordinary, completely out of the laws of nature. I didn't say completely, but it isn't subservient to the laws of nature. Avram Avinu walked through fire. Right, that's his example. That's what the Kuzri says. If Rambam even walk through fire, <clears throat> so we have to understand that even though we understand, yes, many people understand when we're learning, when we're davening, right? When we're when we're when we're doing a mitzvah, when we're giving tzedakah, yeah, then I'm a holy person. I'm a yid. I'm a Jew. I'm uh, then, then people understand. They feel connected to God, but a lot of times when people are eating and drinking and sleeping, they don't feel that connection. They feel like Socrates. They feel like, okay, so I'm just eating and drinking. I'm hungry, so I'm eating. So I, they have to understand that, no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're Yidin, and we're, you know, you're here and listening to this year. You're a Torah Jew, right? 
Everything that we do is on a higher level. When we eat, we're eating, we're eating, everything is different. When we drink, when we sleep, I know it's hard to hear, but everything is different. And everything is elevated. And we always should always think, you know, keep in mind that we're, we're Hashem's people and we're always connected to Him. And when we're eating, we're eating because, you know, we're always doing Avad Hashem really, because when we're eating, we're always serving Hashem because when we're eating, well, we're, we're eating and therefore we can be able to daven. And therefore we're able to, we're, <coughs> so everything, every act that we have has, is of utmost significance. And therefore we should always, you know, feel that connection to Hashem. Okay.